ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so, so yeah, so Yvonne uh, came over to work with me at the, at the hardcore at the house I lived at there, and, um, and we trained, and uh, the, 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 the focus was to, because he didn't, he didn't know how to return well enough in that air court off of Mackinac serve, Mackinac whatever, uh, you know, and I was a lefty, so he, you know, stepped into it, and that's what you got to do. Um, not only that, we did running, uh, we did this drill where you uh, running, one guy runs, does cross court, one does down, does down the line, I still do it sometimes with clients running and uh, variations, uh, quick volley drills, and we and we play sets of, or whatever we could do. But I was talking on the other side about uh, being a coach, pay coach, and I never brought up, I mean, it could have been worth a lot, but my ego was that I was the player, I was the better player, I just had a, a handicap problem, and so, but if I give into that, then maybe I won't be able to play the way I want to play. It's it's stupid. So uh, to this day, it's probably not good at the business end of things. But uh, but on that being said, it did help me. Um, one day it was very funny. His parents came out with him. I never met them as much as I knew. He oh, Mister and Mrs. Lendl. Hmm. Uh, yes, yes. They were they were there, and they, and they came over because Adrian Cutler. That was like a second family. But he came over. They came over, and Vaughn. I got him so frustrated because that that became my game. He had me like five one or five two in two sets, and both sets I lost like six and five. But I came back, and he was he cracked both rackets, and we had a wall. He threw it over the wall, and it was like a bad neighborhood over the wall. So and we couldn't go get the rackets, but or maybe bother, but. It was so funny because I got into his head so bad. And his father, I looked at his father. His father, we had like this umpire stand. I think he was sitting on it. Mother was sitting on the side. And I looked at him. And he was. We both like we looked at each other and shrugged and looked at each other and kind of laughed because it was just amusing that I got Vaughn so pissed off. <laughs> and uh, but you know, guess what? He went on and beat Macano for the first time. And I won. Guarujá that that same week in Brazil, and that I the contract for me. I thought I would had my contract. I didn't go into that whole story, but it iced the contract for me for the A6 Tiger. I needed I needed a. I was out in, out of Nike for that year, and then I uh, I didn't have Takini for all year already, and Nike didn't have clothing. But anyway, I had Takini for clothes and shoes, and so it was very beneficial to win that, and then. Um, and I didn't know that Yvonne recognized it until about 11 years after. I played, my last open was 84. I went around against, uh, came back on Marcel Freeman. I won three, seven, six in the fifth there. I won once against Marcel, once against that Jaime, uh, 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 Jaime Fiol. Uh, Marcel had me two sets to love and match points. And then match points in the fifth. I won, um, thank God, just kidding. But anyway, um, and then, um, um, and the goalies, uh, Fritz Buning and I, in the quarters of the open, were down against the goalies, two sets to love and a break. And Fritz was still using a wood racket, I remember this. And he was, he all of a sudden just teed off down the line. It looked like a toothpick in his hand, he was a big guy. 
and they were missing, you know, they were they couldn't handle it, and they started yelling at each other. So that's when you know you got them. And that's the Gully brothers who were nice guys and, and never did that kind of thing, I guess. And I was laughing while I was saying, while I was had my hands in the prayer position, saying, "Thank God that Fritz is returning this well." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm cutting off the volleys, I guess, or whatever. But you know, it used to be. I'm not the same, but it usually me or used to be me. I would just say I had a, a great game, and especially early years, I was doing a lot of the, a lot of the stuff. But Fritz was doing great that game, and it really was cool. And then, of course, yes, off the record, we were talking and we played Sadri Andrews in the in the semis, and that was uh, four, four, and four. I thought for my game, it was a good routine match. I'm um, not raising uh, suspicions or egos, but that was about it. And then, of course, we had to play Matt Fleming. I don't know, maybe I went off in a different direction here, but we played Mackinac and Fleming, that, that 83 final. And uh, didn't expect to beat them because it was like uh, the thought around toward that time was uh, the best player in the doubles team in the world was Mackinac and anybody. Um, but, and I could have said that about myself a long time earlier than that. But that being said, um, Peter was a great player. He was a great counterpart for, for Mac. He was a tall, thin, righty, solid. Mac had the lefty flair. And then you kind of tried that my, my own way, but, um, but we should definitely have won a set, I would say. Uh, uh, thought, you know, or been in it. But Fritz knew them very well. I think Fritz grew up in Short Hills with Peter. He knew Mac from the East. I think it was more pressure on him. And so, uh, you know, they literally before, 10 minutes before the match, he was on the phone in the locker room talking about how he's going to get his visa with the people, the travel agency to Japan uh, the next, you know, the next day or two. Or, you know, You know, to the point where I think 10 minutes before a, uh, a U.S. Open Grand Slam title, you probably not the thing that you're going to want to be doing. Wow, that's so, uh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the pressure was on, and of course, we're all thinking all this stuff, and all your thoughts in your mind are going to come there. But, you know, I'm not going to blame. Listen, it was tough, and thank God we, we were both... Good players. I, I don't want to say great, whoever, and and and, and uh, great hands. And um, the funny thing is, when I walk in the locker room in the training room, back in our city, I, I I can picture it now. His feet are off the table, and he looks at me before the match. He says, "Where's Howie, my brother? Where's Howie? I want to uh, I want to beat him up." <laughs> now you have to. The funny part about that was is because when we were kids at 12, 12 14, he stayed with us in Miami for the Orange Bowl. My brother used to beat me up all the time. And then the, the, the fun part for me, the only time I ever had, had this, is when McEnroe stayed at our house, we would both beat him up. <laughs> kids, you know? So, so before the match, that's so funny. Uh, you know, now as a kid, of course, I was used to being in all the finals. This time, it was it was a zoo, you know, it was a zoo, and uh, doing it, I'm telling you the feel of it, and uh, and uh, you know, appreciate it. We got out there. It was a good set, you know, three four two, whatever three two four. I don't know, but uh, we lost, and uh, um, and um, I didn't wasn't particularly happy. I didn't think Fritz played too well at all. Um, I think that uh, I played well for the way I was playing. 
no different than any other one. He, he begs to differ through the years, and finally I told him, I sit back. It's all cool. It's all cool. Like I said, um, the only other time we played together, we lost to Boston Mac and Mays in the finals of Orange. So, you know, there you go. Um, should have played more together, as they say. But, you know, um, at my peak, um, the week after that, I played Las Colinas with Duke Odazar, and we won doubles. Um, the singles that year, I had to qualify the singles. I beat Tony Giamalva qualifying at down match points. Then I played Sammy Giamalva down match points and won those matches to play Connors. It got to the point where I always played Connors second round in some big events. And I, and, and I was, you know, my, my tech was coming out. I was, it, was, it wasn't good. But at least it got me to think after by the last two or three, I said to myself, well, at least I know that I'm going to win a match which was pretty cool, at least in those top two events, you're winning good money. And at that point, at that, where I was at, at that point, on the indoor or whatever surface, fast surface that you're playing those tournaments at, um, it was like a superstitious thing. Well, now I'm gonna win a match. You know, maybe one time it was Van Patten or something like that. So, I don't, anyway, it doesn't matter. I uh, see that out there, but um, um, yeah, could have been. And, uh, um, well, we won the doubles. We beat, um, I think McNamee, I don't know if it was McNamara one year, and McNamee's a great player. I bumped in last year at the Open. We're talking about who did this in doubles and singles, and we were talking, you didn't know what you had, and it was just fun stuff. You catch up and try to see who did what. And I don't know what he goes from. He's from and what I'm from, but we're just, you know, social thing. He was there probably coaching. I don't know. He, used to, he ran the Australian Open for years. And, and then we beat... Um, um, Denton and Stewart, and I always had a nemesis with Stewart because I think uh, here, here you go back. Uh, it's a Sherwood Stewart, here, Sherwood Stewart, Sherwood Stewart, Steve Denton. Sherwood Stewart, who is a double specialist. In fact, um, when we were seventeen, the year before I was number one junior in the world, and the year before Macker got the semis of women, and we roomed together at the U.S. Open. And we had to go through the qualifying. He didn't qualify, I qualified. And I had a tougher draw. I had to beat one of the amateurs, I think. I had a, probably not, whatever. I beat Gildemeister, who was like her and great player. Yes. You know. And, uh, yeah. And Mac lost to Zan Gary, who rubbed out a mark on match point against, of all player people, John McEnroe. Can you imagine that? That's folklore. That's ridiculous. In fact, he came back to the room. We're staying at the Lowe's Hotel. And it was one of the cool things in those days. It was like a, a hotel that had movies in it. It was like, it didn't, they didn't have that in those days. So in the city, it was owned by Lowe's Theaters, Lowe's Hotel. So we're staying there. So we had a choice of six movies to rent. And it might have been my turn, my night. I don't even know. But he lost, so he's guaranteed that he gets to watch his film. So he ordered, like, The Exorcist. <laughs> he was so pissed off. <laughs> and, I mean, I think we watched it, like, six times in a row. It was like, with a pea soup that went around, when you're around <laughs> became funny after a while. You know, it was like a horror. It was like, became funny, you know. But the story of that, I, uh, Matt Patrick wrote a book, and I never read it, but there, I read an excerpt, and it happened to have been about that week. He wrote about that, where when John lost, he actually went home first. I didn't know that. He went to Douglaston. And 
it was like, the, it, you know, it, it wasn't a lot of words about it, but all it was is that they heard about the match and that John got basically hooked and with a rubbed out mark. And, and they said the garage door opened and John walked in and no one said a word. <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, I guess John was a pretty intense guy. I didn't recognize, but I hear that. I see that now, I guess. And, uh, but he came back, he had to come back because we were a team. And uh, by uh, reason being said, I think John was known, I'll just say, to give a few close calls. Even though he complained, I grew up with him. He gave some close calls, uh, and uh, I could be I'm being funny now. Um, but we, so what? I beat him anyway. You I know, I have him. a I have a and, question. And, I, I, no. and, and then Telcher and Telcher too. But Telcher did it when I think when it got tight and he started losing. I think that he just. I think it was nerves. I think he just didn't, you know, he, he'd start getting all foamy in the mouth and <laughs> and getting all upset. And uh, and so it kind of happened. But I would beat them both, too, until a certain time. But, but yeah, there you go. But Mac, um, it was a funny kind of thing. Um, but my, my thing with uh, Sherwood is this, that uh, I played Sherwood Stewart first round, and I was down five to triple match point. I did my bread and butter backhand cross court around a stadium stand. Like it was like literally they had those grandstands. It was like round the side back of it. And I had like a, a radius of maybe an inch or two to make the shot off uh, over the net because Sherwood was already on top of the net. I hit the perfect shot. I win the point. I come back and I win the match seven, five in the third. And I thought to myself, this guy's going to hate me for the rest of my life because I'm not even a pro right now, <laughs> you know, and, and which made me think I'm going to hate him for the rest of my life, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so when we played doubles, which was quite a few times on the tour, um, it was, we were, we were, it was, I have more stories. It was a lot of headhunting, not just headhunting, it was a lot of crazy, you know, headhunting, yeah, was going on. But, um, it was a good win, and uh, um, and that was at the clay courts of of um, uh, Forest Hills. Uh, the year before, that's where I won my juniors, and then it went to uh, um, Flushing Meadows on the heart. You were going to ask me something when I started talking. Well, I was just wondering because I I, I, I played uh, yeah. I played McEnroe, mm-hmm. uh, played John in the U.S. Open qualifying the year that uh, Flushing was putting clay on the courts. So we actually played the qualifiers out in these uh, on Long Island. Uh, this was called Glen Head. And I was just... I think that's where we're I, I think yeah. I lost to him in the second round of qualies, and I think it was the year that uh, Zan Gary and him played the next match. I'm not exactly sure. Probably. But, probably. Uh, this was in, place, you, in Oyster probably, Bay. But, we could go, we could go McEnroe stories, and I'm not going to say anything. He, he'd have to vouch for it. I, I could say about, you know, the fun we had, and we were very good friends, and and still, you know, catch up, say hello, whatever, and it could be. I don't, I don't um, jump. As you see, uh, I can play very well. My arm is is a daily condition, and now while we're talking, my knees are freaking. If I get up, and I work it. And I go in routine. I try to make it better and this and that, but uh, well, my disc is bad. But the arm is a is a degenerative 
weird, you know, and, and uh, who, who to say what, but I keep going. I, I went back to wood last year. I go to this, I go to materials of frames, strings, you know, you do these things, but it's difficult, but it's also, will we say passion or, or you know, it's in my blood, addiction, uh, we, we, we'll talk about it, it's in my blood. And not only that, what else do you need? Anything else is going to hurt, and, and what's the result? This, I, I have I have social, I have friends from it, I still do some work where I live. I, you know, mostly uh, I, I, a couple of people, I went over to a, a place, Seven Bridges, or I have a, I help with a junior program right now at uh, Broken Sound. Just little things, if it keeps going or goes, whatever, uh, and then to um, here or there or more. And now and then if I get another event, but, um, you know, play a charity here or there, um, that happens. I've missed out a lot because of this thing after the tour. Back when the tour, when I was on the tour, I thought it, I was like a kamikaze pilot because I thought when I'm done, God knows. And, and you got to be healthy, at least with your arm to the point of, you know, hitting the ball over the net. And so it's, uh, um, um, but I, I compensate. It's uh, obviously all my life with the muscles and that was how I think about it, obviously, to a point where, you know, it could get, uh, you know, it could get to a very high extreme and then there could be a low extreme and where I've been done and pretty down out with it because, uh, uh, you know, can't really swing it and do it. So, you know, I, at one time I ran and uh, sold some equipment you know, whatever, uh, did some sales, uh, did other things. Uh, after coming back from L.A., I, when I quit the tour, I went to uh, L.A. for seven years because I was like a second home. I did part-time at Beverly Hills Hotel and private and uh, maybe took an acting class but uh, or this and thought that I'd try for, for fun. Um, but then I uh, came back, and because of... Uh, you know, if you're in, into in something and you, you build up to it, but uh, I ended up going up, going north, New York, mm -hmm. Connecticut. I taught a lot of different. You know, I taught college. I got a kid to nationals for St. John's. It was nice. Uh, I taught, you know, like I said, a athletic facility or country club here, or there, a hotel, and then I ended up in the south, it was in Atlanta, and. Uh, um, Stone Mountain, uh, well, I taught out of uh, Truett Hills in an Emory uh, Student Center. I ran that. And uh, now, um, um, Independence Hill, most of it is, and I, I work uh, wherever uh, uh, suits the, uh, and, and, and people know me from the years. Maybe another college coach, maybe a, a, a father of a kid, a son who played for UCLA or went on tour playing doubles for Davis Cup. You know, these are people that know or know my family. And, uh, and I've taught, I've taught, I always say I've taught tennis from three years old to 93 years old. Uh, You're a tennis level, lifer. You're going to be a tennis happened. lifer. Well, that's, Van, it's great visiting with you yeah, on the man. Chip and Gary show. I'm sorry Chip Hooper uh, isn't here because I'm sure you all would have some more stories. But uh, well, thanks. Say, say hi to Chip Hoops. I uh, will. We had some great times. Did you? Big, big guy, big hitter. Yeah. A he, lot of fun. He says he was pretty decent. And, uh, 
Yeah, he was he was good. He had a he's a big guy, big serve, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, um, but um, you know, talking about the now and everything. But the fun of it was, if you want it, the, the tour itself was. Uh, uh, overall, I guess I got seven years out of it. That's what they claim on my uh, with the ATP tour <laughs> as a pro. We did a couple summers before that. You did it. I used to see you out there. The juniors, the twenty-one and unders. I won one of those. It was like, I mean, I beat Mac, maybe Tagan or Scanlon. I mean, it was a tough event. It was a Columbia University. Yeah, that's and right. The other ones. Remember that one? Wow, that was my best one. I played well there, and then um. You know, but um, um, a few titles there and there. I, I was going to tell you that I didn't know that Lendl recognized that I helped him till 11 years after that last time I actually played the Open. Let's say I played 84 and 95. I went back because they have a final eight club. I was sitting inside that bar in Door Center, Slew's place, they call it at the time. And a guy was on a round, at the bar, he turns around a swivel chair, or stool, and, he's, and it was Brian Parrott. And he says to me, did you ever know that Yvonne Lendl recognized you to help become number one? I said, no. I didn't know he recognized me. I didn't know we trained. He says, no, because after he won that match, he came to my an exhibition uh, in, in Portland between him and uh, Tanner, Roscoe Tanner, and they asked him, how'd you finally get over the hump being number one and playing and, and uh, um, finally beating McEnroe? He says, well, I've been training with a guy, Van Winitsky, down in Florida. So that was kind of nice. So I threw that on my resume. It's not <laughs> as good as the jobs, the jobs to put in there, but yeah, that's when I did it, finally. And uh, you know, a lot of people hit with him, but I got that, that acknowledgement. Well, that's and, nice, and you that, you got it from yeah, a great man. That Brian Parrott has been a great person well, for Brian tennis Parrott, in uh, America. Parrott. Yeah, and also Vaughn is, is it has a dry sense of humor, but is a, is a very is a great guy, is a stand up guy, and um, and uh, and also um, that year, um, Heinz Goodhart, who was that other buddy was coaching Graf, we hadn't seen each other for years. I said, hey, let's have dinner one day, or vice versa. He says, okay, just let me know what day you want, he says to me. So me being in my own world, for La La Land or something, I, I went up to him finally one day. I said, hey, what, you, what about tomorrow? He says, oh, well, Steffi's in the finals. <laughs> I was like, there. I was used to watch the men or whatever, you know. I said, oh, okay, you know, they were off. She was staying at like some sort of, holiday in a Chinatown, you know, uh, she, she'd stay away from everybody, you know, she was Stephen Graff, you know, and I said, well, he says, well, wow, that's fine, you picked that day, he <laughs> says, he looks at me, he says, hey, by the way, why don't you do this, why don't you train, warm up Steffi for the match, can you imagine, I hadn't freaking hit a ball, now, what got me back to playing was this kinetic frame, I actually won a pre-qualifying at that time, I was at late 30s at the, uh, the the Miami event. I was training some guy, and I entered it. Luckily, I had a default on a buy, uh, retire on the way or something, but it was six rounds, and I won the pre-qualifying um, to get into the um, the, the uh, Lipton, or maybe it was at that time, it was already the, uh, the Sony or something, yeah. 
And um, I remember bumping in the Buster Matram and and, and, and Stanford, they couldn't believe it because no one at that day was playing like that at that age, you know, to, oh. to stand up. One, to beat each other or, be, or, or play ability, but to be that strong to do it. So, you know, I, like I said, I, I would, I, when I train with Venus and we're jumping ahead here, though those are, or, or Rick, or Nick, when we get the basket, I would do it till I drop because if I was efficient with my arm, I'd say that I'm going to play as long as I can and play till I drop, which may be too much. You know, you got to, most guys would say, okay, uh, I, I, you know, I'm fading here. I did a lot. I got to stop at the moment and, you know, save myself a little or suck win. I would do it to drop until the next pass that I drop. So maybe that, that little thing from there. But, uh, but I, so he wanted me to hit with Steffi, Steffi because she was going to play Celis in the finals. And Celis, um, you know, was a lefty, but I had Thompson with that. So I emulate, I hit it flatter. The only, and we end up for a 45 minute training session. And the only thing he said is um, if I kicked the serve, she really couldn't handle it. So I emulated the Blatt's hard serve. I remember seeing a creek in um, Lloydie, Lloydie. John Lloyd on the next court hitting, I don't know, for whatever reason. And um, continue the visual. And so uh, Steffi won her record slam from that. So I, I, and if someone said, you know, whatever. So I have like an indirect open win if I didn't get a single title. But uh, Steffi, uh, that was her 19th where she beat out 18 tie with uh, Navratilova and Everett. So and then she ended up with 22, but that was a record. And then she offered me, uh, I ended up, off or whatever I had dinner with them uh, after that the finals and uh, it, was, it was quite nice it's quite a nice. sweet sweet woman and uh, um, and then I went out and played some seniors and I ended up moving up there but uh, for a while you know but um, uh, and that's what became that of the 95 and generally every year most I would say almost every year if any if ever because I lived up there too I would go back and uh, met some friends and go back to the open. So it's a nice thing. So, uh, but um, it's a nice thing to have. And at this point, the teaching and maybe some charity pro-ams and, and hopefully very soon as we speak, I can run my own. And, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, Van, thanks for All talking right. with us. This has been great. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that would uh, love would would probably agree with me that you're probably one of the greatest junior players ever to play as a start and uh your pro career is, is something that uh uh it would be the envy of a lot of people i mean that that's just the big thing that you've got are just so many memories and and people that respected you because they knew what a great player you you were and uh uh, it's uh, sad that injury kind of took you out from being where you know you, you would have been, but uh, well, well, overall, it, you've had a pretty great full tennis yeah. life. Yeah, the doctor, he also said that the one who, the, who did the sports, he looked at me, and as a layman, he looked down, he says that basically what you have is you can't help it. Um, it's like for someone having a bad heart that maybe I'm susceptible to bad scar tissue. That's the way he put it. I look into maybe karmistic of experiences or whatever. This isn't the uh, format to discuss on, but uh, but that basically, um, and, and that this thing was probably going on for five years already, and you just don't know when a nerve is dying until it's too late. 
Hmm. So it's a, it's a thought. So that being said, live each day the fullest, <laughs> the best you can, because you don't know what's inside or what's could could come up any time, and you you got to uh, appreciate, I guess. Um, Great advice. And go from there. So uh, and and this the record uh, if it is the, the match with Graf, uh, they had Celis uh, was hurt. Um, in two years and that was really just from a stabbing issue and came back uh, two years later and won the Canadian now she's in the finals and she was a great possibly the best or better player and yeah what a tragedy uh, what a tragedy and I was a part yeah and I was part of that Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you the industry what people were saying, who should win, who won. It was stuff going on politically that I would almost, you know, that would be another, maybe another place in time uh, because um, this is really um, hopefully a uh, out of this, you know, for me, maybe get a little learning and, and uh, experience what the tour could be like and, and maybe how to... Um, develop yourself and maybe be a, a junior through the junior ranks and career and all that too but um uh but yeah that was tragic but that was just that wasn't at all a physical thing well physical to a point just you know maybe uh, after the healing process of the wound but uh um yeah that was something that was something but uh but they're both, you know, anyway, that was, that was it. So it's, it's, it's memory, good memories for me. Um, and uh, um, playing all, all that and doing all that, sure. Great. Well, Van, thanks for the time. Welcome, Gary. All right. We'll talk to Let's you talk soon. soon. All righty. Bye-bye. All right, buddy.